Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop. Today, we're going to talk about drinking basics. Yeah, the um, drinks to start on for drinks that have an acquired taste that will help you to acquire the taste for the acquired taste. Yeah, just about every pub everywhere in Australia. Yeah. So, uh, I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. think about it, I think they've always been a twist top. Yeah. Because I've never needed a bottle opener until recently. Because I never used to buy expensive beer until recently. <laughs> Admittedly, the only time I had Coopers previously was at the archive, and they would mm. open all four of them for you before they put them in the bucket. Yeah, well, that, they have to. Yeah. That, that's that, that's a law in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, beginner, <laughs> beginner basics, straight off on a tangent already. Um, I suppose that's something to note, actually, that uh, drinks served to you at a bar have to be opened when they're given to you. Yeah, they, they can't give you a closed one. We, hmm. it's, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Well, it's part of the liquor license. Mm, and because then you can't just walk out with it and take it somewhere else. You have to consume it on the premises. Yeah. Well, you could still walk out. You could still, and people do. I've I've seen it done, but you're not supposed to. I think the idea is that it's to be consumed on the premises, so they open it on the premises. Yeah, yeah. It stops you putting it in your bag and yes. taking it elsewhere. I mean, you could still do that, but it would be messy. Yes, unless you have a, a pocket full of spare bottle caps, and then we're getting into the realms of premeditated shenanigans. And and that's not what this episode's about. No, it's it's about unmet, unpremeditated shenanigans. Yes, it's it's about well, so, um, sorry, spontaneous shenanigans. Well, spontaneous shenanigans <laughs> and premeditated developing a taste for fine liquors. Y- yeah. Well. Yeah. The 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 end goal is to enjoy the expensive stuff, but. You got to start with the cheaper stuff. Yeah, because the the expensive stuff usually has a complexity that the beginner is just not ready for. No, a, a nuance. If you yeah. want to go classy with your with your terms. Yes, which is where <laughs> we really would suggest, as as we mentioned in our whiskey blind taste tester, the Hogs Three Bourbon is really smooth but really simple, and that makes it. I think, a good starting bourbon. Yeah, because it's easy to drink. Yep, it's it. smooth, it's easy to drink, there's not a lot of complexity, but it is very much a bourbon. Mm, definitely. And if you, even the Canadian whiskies, they a lot of the ones that I have had since recording that episode, all of them have been really smooth. Yeah, like all, oh yeah there's... All, all three. <laughs> there is a fantastic smoothness to Canadian whiskies, there's no doubt. Mm. I mean, just like the Japanese whiskies. Oh my goodness. But... Uh, Remember back to our whiskey episode, we bought the the Hakushu 12-year. Yeah, oh and it was goodness. so smooth. But it has a complexity that yeah. a beginner just wouldn't appreciate. So that, you, you need to... That's still the best whiskey I've ever you, had, you need to uh, need to work up to that appreciation. Need to work up to a level where you're not just throwing money away on it. 
you know, because if you just buy something because you've been told it's good, but you've never had that kind of drink before, you probably won't have the full appreciation for it. Yeah. That you would have if you started on something that's nice, but simpler. Absolutely. Which is why if you're starting with wine, we recommend Moscato. Yeah, that that is the absolute starter starter. Yeah. Because if... Um, Gossips at like three, four dollars a bottle. <laughs> yeah. It, it's cheap. It's uh, straight up. It's just... Mm. Fine. Yeah, it's it's sweet, it's easy to drink. Yeah. It's got that hint of a wine flavor that will help your taste buds adjust. Yeah, it's just wine enough. Mm. Really. <laughs> and um yeah, if you obviously if you're going to start on reds, that's also a good starting point because you want to start on whites before moving to reds because they're mm. so much meatier and more full-bodied. Yeah, and I I have a story. I have a anecdote about that because I had never really drunk red wines before, and then I got thrown a Shiraz or gifted a Shiraz, and I had two mouthfuls and tipped the whole bottle down the sink. Wow! Because <laughs> I hated it. It was foul. Well, um, I thought it was foul. Turns out later that was actually a thirty dollar bottle. Yeah, and uh, I mean, Shiraz is just—it's not a good starter red. No, like, no way. A, a good starter red would be a, a rosé. A rosé is a good starter red. It's smooth. It's, it's not subtle. Red. <laughs> it's not really. It's it's an in between. It's it's a transitioning red between whites and reds. Yeah, yeah. it introduces you to the the fruitiness. And um, subtle spice of reds hmm. without having that heavy tannins and mouthfeel that comes with it. And then, of course, you have to move to Merlot because that's that's your real low, sweet, fruity starting point to begin on real reds. Yeah, without any, without a, a real roughness to it, like the Shiraz. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, sorry, if my voice sounds a bit funny, it's because I've had a cold for the last two weeks and like last we we were going to record last week but we had to skip one thank goodness we have a bank because i couldn't actually talk yes yes i lost, uh, I lost my voice entirely <laughs> yeah so luckily for you folks at home we plan for such things yeah so you didn't have to miss a week of being able to get a new episode i suppose we, we've mentioned wine briefly yeah. we've mentioned starter wines We've begun mentioning starter whiskies, but mm. I think we need to go into a bit more detail because it depends. I mean, for because you know, whiskey is very broad, and if you yeah. want to make a start on bourbon or on scotch, or mm. you know, there's varying degrees of whiskey you should start at to develop an appreciation. I mean, if you want somebody to never touch a scotch again for the rest of their lives, by all means, start them out on Johnny Walker Red. Now, <laughs> I, I have yeah. an appreciation for Johnny Walker because Johnny Walker Green and Johnny Walker Blue are fantastic. Mm. Even Johnny Black. Even Johnny Black is very pleasant with a mixer. Mm. It's It's really nice with a mixer. Yeah, but you can't start with cheap whiskey. No, you can't start with... You got to start with mid-priced whiskey. Mm, well, with the exception, of course, of the Hogs Three. Yeah, which is both cheap and good. Well, it's not cheap, cheap. Oh no, it's not cheap, cheap. It's it, it is. A, I suppose it is mid-range. It, it's on the cheaper end. Yeah. of the mid-range for sure. 
Um, and admittedly, as far as starter whiskies go, probably something more around like forty-five. Yeah, I'd really say Glenfiddich is probably oh, a good sure. starting point. That that's my go-to when I can't decide on what whiskey I want. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's not too expensive, but it's not cheap and nasty either. No, I think it's. I think they're around about forty-five Australian. Yeah, it has a smoothness to it. Mm. Like it's not smooth. It's not like you know Hakushu smooth, but no, it's no way. It's not Japanese whiskey smooth. Yeah, um, but it has it has enough complexity to it that as your taste buds develop a taste for it, you can you can explore and discover these these flavors. Yeah, and it's flexible enough to have it. However you want it, it's flexible enough to mix. You can have it over ice. You could have it straight up. Uh, you could have it out of the freezer. Yeah, like I mean, with with your lower level Johnnies, you have to mix them. Yes, but and even then, <laughs> yeah. But then you know your um yeah your Glenfiddich, you've got an option, and you can literally just I suppose as you can with Johnny Walkers, where you can move through them as you develop a taste, mm. you can get to the really nice ones, your blues, your greens, your golds. Yeah. Where they're fantastic. And with your Glenfiddich, you can move through the ages in the same way. Hmm. And and another one that's probably on the same level that's probably more popular is the Shivers Regal. Yes, Shivers is also quite a good starting point, yeah. I think. It's probably slightly cheaper, but definitely definitely a good starting point. Yeah, and of course, Shivers have a variety of aged whiskies as well. Mm. You know, from your starting point, I think the starting Shivers is a... I'm sure there's an age on the bottle, but... Uh, oh, the the tw- Shivers 12. Mm, the Shivers Shiv- 12, eight. yeah. Shivers 8. That's the one, yes. The Shivers 8 is the one that I would normally yeah. get if I was to buy a Shivers and it's just not- for something cheap but good. Mm. And even though it's an 8-year-old, it's not expensive. Yeah, no. And then the Shivers do a 12 and they do an 18. Mm. The 18 is super nice. Mm. I had a, a taster bottle of that and that went down really nicely. Yeah. yeah, so definitely they're good starters. And I suppose with bourbon, we've mentioned the Hogs 3. Mm. Um, but I think there's also something to be said for the wooded varieties of Jim Beam. Because like, Jim Beam does... Well, that's a Tennessee whiskey. Mm, it a... is. Well, Tennessee, oh, yes, that, I suppose Tennessee whiskey is not a bourbon, technically, is it? it it's It's... Like, yeah. I think it is. It, it's a bourbon, but uh, bourbon is not Tennessee whiskey or Kentucky mm. bourbon. Because yeah, you got Kentucky bourbon, you got Tennessee. It's it's very similar in flavor, but there are definitely not- noticeable differences. Noticeable differences, them. yes. And yeah, well, the um, your standard white label is bitey. You know, they've got their varieties that are aged in an oak barrel and you know, much like Jack Daniels has its, you know, Devil's, uh, what's it called? The the Jim Beam Devil's Cut is a very pleasant um, aged Jim Beam that, you know, it's, it's good. Mm. It's very, very drinkable. Much right. better than their standard white label stuff. And I would say that it also, well, it's a little on the higher end. 
for price wise if you wanted to introduce a friend to it who doesn't who doesn't drink Tennessee whiskey yeah. that would be a good one to introduce them to it with right well i well, suppose it, i suppose it's... jim jim beam is bourbon though jack daniels is tennessee whiskey no jim beam is bourbon so to yeah so it's a good way to introduce somebody to bourbon if you happen to have a bottle of devil's cut right it's probably a good thing to just give somebody a glass of if they say well, I don't drink bourbon say try this yeah and and <clears throat> the the wild turkey american honey is actually really good mm, yeah i i agree if um mm, but but it's a bit more on the expensive side. It's in the mid-range price. Yeah, that that as well. Yeah. Mm. So still, if you're going to make a start on bourbon, we would definitely recommend the Hogs Three. Yeah. It's got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. And if you're buying it for yourself, you want to buy a bottle of something that you're probably going to enjoy the whole thing. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine not because it's just it's smooth. It's not bitey. There's yeah. There's just a pleasant subtlety to it. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. That yeah makes it so easy to drink. Hmm. All right. So I think it's time to start talking about beer because chances are that's going to be one of the first things you try. Yes, chances are. Chances are. And the chancer is not a bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's also not a cheap one. No, not a cheap one, but certainly not a bad one. But yeah. Now for. <laughs> To, to my mind, a good starting beer for somebody who says they don't drink beer. It is not a beer. <laughs> is not a beer at all. It's a Rattler. It's a Rattler, <laughs> which tastes, it's beerish, it's beer-esque. Yeah, it's, but, it's like Moscato. It's got a hint of beer yeah, flavor. It's, it's sweet and refreshing and little hint of beer. Mm. Yeah, I would say it's almost like cider. Yeah, I'd say to to introduce somebody to beer, though, yeah. it's probably as good a way to do it as Moscato yeah. is for wine. Yeah, or um, even ginger beer. Yeah. Like some of the ginger beers have a, a noticeable beer taste. Mm, very true, very true, yeah. Mm. And... I mean, some of the, some of the Rattler varietals, the uh, Barefoot Rattler, for example, mm. is uh, more beerish than some of the other Rattlers. Yeah. But there's like a hint of lime to it or something, so it sort of counters the beerishness, so it's still good for people who might not actually be beer drinkers yet. Yeah. The 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 caveat to saying that yes, try Radler is that you probably won't find one of those at the pub. Yes, very true. That you'd be more likely to find one at um your local bottle shop. Yeah, well, I was at our favourite bottle shop earlier today and they have Rattlers there. Yeah, I mean, very, very few pubs will have a Rattler on tap. Yeah. Because most people who go to a pub looking to buy a beer on tap want, want a beer, not yeah. a starter beer. Want stereotypical beer. Yeah, they they don't want to crack open Bulbasaur. They want... <laughs> you know, they, they want to jump straight into, straight into a Venusaur. They want a, a more evolved... Beer experience. Yeah. So, what you're most likely to find is things like... Um, what is it? Uh, in America, you're most likely to find Bud or Bud Light. Uh, in Australia, you're likely to find... Uh, 4X2Es. 4X2Es. Uh, what is it? 
Uh, Coop, Coopers. Coopers. Coopers, depending on where you are. Oh, you can but, always find Coopers. Mm, but I've uh, never on, seen a pub that doesn't sell Coopers. Oh, no, not one that doesn't sell it, but on, on tap, you probably won't find Coopers. No, because that's... Because of the the way it's made, you need to roll it before you yeah. serve it. Yeah, you don't really want to have it on tap. Yeah. Whereas things you can expect to find on tap, yeah, four X, yeah, four X uh, definitely, Carlton Cold usually, yeah, uh, Ted or Tui's extra yep, dry. Tui's is extra it used dry. to be called. Yep, and so they've, um, they've realized or they've listened to their uh, their market and. Everyone just calls them Ted's. So they've just renamed them yeah. as, as they have want to do. Yeah. And uh, naturally, at Irish pubs, you'll find Guinness and Kilkenny on tap. Mm. I don't recommend starting with those. No, they, they are not <laughs> a good starter beer. They are experienced beer drinkers. Beer. No, I suppose they, they are a good starter stout. Mm. Well, Guinness is a good starter stout. Mm. I, I don't... Still Kil- quite- Kilkenny is technically not a stout. It's an Irish cream. It's... Still quite meaty. Oh yeah, very drink. much so. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Guinness is is quite light for a stout. Yes, it's it, more more like a draft, a dark, dark draft than a stout. Yeah, it it is. I mean, there's a reason why it's the best selling stout in the world, and that is that it's not a strong, meaty, no. heavily flavored stout. Not like you'll find at a craft brewery or a. Uh, Russian stout. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a stout that you could drink several pints of mm. because, like, yes, it's a stout and it's still a meal in a glass, yeah. but it, the flavour is not so strong that you just couldn't handle more than one glass of it. Mm. Well, when I first had it, I could only handle one glass because it's meatier than most or more full-bodied than most beers that I'd had at that point. Yeah, it's still a stout. Mm. And that's where it's it's a good starter stout because yes, it's meaty, yes, it's full bodied, but it's not up there. Yeah. It's not at at the peak <laughs> of, no way. of what that could be. No. And I suppose what we're talking about starters, the uh, the Cooper's Pale Ale is probably a good starter pale. Mm. Because it's not overpowering in its flavours. It has nuances of the flavor profile that you expect from a really nice pale ale. Yeah. And for for a lager, the Tui's Extra Dry is a really good starting point because it's quite light in flavor. It's not super beery. Um, and you can get it at most places. Yeah. However, in Queensland, I would recommend the Forex Summer. Yes, the Forex Summer is... It's like Forex, but lighter. <laughs> and really refreshing. And yeah. Like, served ice cold, it is yeah. just super refreshing. Mm. Another perk is that it's low carb. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> you can just carry a Nico with you to black that out if you... <laughs> if, you know, if you really care about that. If, if you really care about that sort of thing and you're like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, nah, Steve-o, I'm not drinking a low-carb beer, mate. Nah, should we right? <laughs> I think people that drink beer don't care. No, generally not. They're, they're more inclined to be worried about covering their beer if a romantic song comes on the radio than yes. they are about, yeah. about whether or not it's low-carb. Yeah, but the, the, the summer bright lager is 
very, very nice. Very, very light in flavor. It still tastes like beer, and you're still going to have beer breath. <laughs> yeah. But it's not going to overpower your taste buds like a um, like a pale ale. Yeah. Well, and I mean, a lot of lagers are, I suppose, a decent starting point. Once you've begun developing a taste for beer, mm. lagers in general are good. Like um, your Mexican cervezas, the the Ligera, for example, that... Um, yeah, well, Corona. Yeah, that Corona does is a good mid-strength that's not... Like, Corona is really good and generally... Like people are in the habit of drinking it with a wedge of lemon or a wedge of lime, but that's not because it needs it, but because traditionally, when it was drunk in Mexico, they put that in there because the acids from the lemon or the lime helped to cleanse it because it may not have been made with the best water. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's terrible. However, if you drink it now, it's definitely going to be okay to drink. And I do like the uh, f- extra flavor a slice of lemon or a slice of lime has on the beer. Oh, absolutely. And I think most lagers can benefit from having a wedge of lemon or a wedge of lime put in them, but none mm. quite so much as a Mexican beer. Yeah. It's like they've just started to design their beers to need it. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why that's probably a good starting point to jump into lagers might be with a Mexican lager with a wedge of lemon or a wedge of lime. Mm. Or even a 4X Summer with a wedge of lime. Yeah, which works just as well. Yeah. And it's because that that extra refreshingness and the the tang of the citrus Hmm. kind of helps to cut through the bitterness that a lot of people who don't like beer don't like about beer. Yeah. Because they're just not used to it yet. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, flavors, the other... Something that's not specifically beer-related, but if you're trying beer for the first time, don't drink it out of a glass. Drink it out of a bottle or a can because your nose does half of the work of your taste buds. So if you're drinking it out of a glass, you can smell much, much more of the beer as it's going down your throat. Yeah, and it'll taste stronger which is why in in our glasses episode we said to get the fullest flavor yeah use these glasses but if you're not ready for the fullest flavor yeah that's it drink it out of the can of the bottle that's it and and when we got told off on our uh, brewery tour we got told off for drinking craft brew craft brews out of a bottle or a can yeah because we're ruining half the flavor <laughs> And we, we knew better, we just, we were lazy. <laughs> Mostly we were just being lazy. Yeah, and because I was living in a, living on a boat at the time and didn't really have room for lots of glasses. Yeah, which does make a big difference. Yeah. Not having glasses, you can't really drink out of glasses. Yeah. I mean, I don't live on a boat anymore, so... That problem's gone. Yeah, problem solved. Hmm. Glasses are plenty. Glasses are plenty. <laughs> so um, I, I suppose now we've we've moved through starting into beers. Mm. And I guess once you've moved into from getting a taste for beer and then moved into lager, and we mentioned a good 
starting stout. But obviously to work your way up to stout, what do you think would be a good starting porter? Ah. Because that's, you know, if you're going to make a progression, you've got to hit porter before you hit stout. You've got to walk before you can run. Yeah. And stout is definitely the running of beer. Well, I, I would say not a stout, actually. Start with the dark ales. Like, you go for the, the craft beer dark ales or the Cooper's dark ale. Admittedly, the uh, the Monteith's dark ale yeah. is a really nice... It's almost a porter. It's right on the ragged edge. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. And it's a... You're right. It's right on the ragged edge. So it's a good transition into into the, the into the darker beers, because porters and stouts are quite quite strong, quite bitter. They have quite a a broad range of flavors that pass over your palate as you drink them. And if you're not ready for that, it can be hard to drink. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because one. Ah. Absolutely, because porters have a lot of the flavours that stouts have. Mm. They're just not as strong. Yeah, and they tend to be fizzier too. Yes, that that as well. The, the stouts tend to have a a thicker, creamier head and uh, less carbonation. Yeah, the a stout is, as I'm sure I've said before, it's a beer that you can eat with a knife and fork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you remember back to our stout episode... yeah. These, we we picked a couple of dangerous stouts because one of the one of these drinks was like twelve percent. Yeah, it was it was a heck of a beer. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Tasted fantastic, but twelve percent in five hundred mils, it was like four four or five standard drinks. Yeah, in in the one five hundred mil bottle, it was insane. Yeah. Insane. So I don't recommend starting with that, but you know we we can go on and on about uh, being careful with your taste buds, uh, trying things that are light in flavor, then progressing onto things that are heavier in flavor. But sometimes you just got to pick a, a drink that has a funny name. Yes, that also is... <laughs> well, if at the very least you could enjoy the name of the beverage, perhaps yeah. you'll also enjoy the beverage itself. Yeah. And once you've had it once, it's not going to taste so bad the next time. Yeah, and admittedly, the sheep shag is gold. <laughs> is still. <laughs> it was a really good beer, and it's a really good name. Hilarious. <laughs> I honestly don't think we have topped that yet. No, as far as names go, I don't think we've beaten sheep shag is gold. <laughs> and uh, monsters, monsters attack was good. Yeah, and it, and it was a good beer. Sorry, no, sorry. It was a wine. <laughs> it was a wine. Yeah, and it was a good wine. Um, and I picked it just for the name. Same mm. with the, the Devil's Bit Cider. Yeah, which was also remarkably good. Yeah. And uh, I suppose as far as ciders go, now that we're talking about ciders, <laughs> we can segue into ciders yeah. and say that probably a good starting cider because just you want to... Anything without dry in the name. Yeah, generally because they're they're mostly just apple juice anyway. The <laughs> the beginning side is like um, <laughs> like uh, what's the, Summersby for example, Summersby. or Recorder League, or Recorder League. Yeah, Recorder League is so sweet. Yeah, with some really fruity flavors and undertones. 
It's not complex, though. It's, it's not complex at all, no. But I, I guess cider is in itself an entry-level drink. Yeah, because it's mostly sweet, or usually sweet, sorry. Yeah. It's usually sweet, and it's easy to drink. It's, it's very close to soft drink. Yeah, much like your uh, much like your premixes that have been balanced perfectly, mm. so that you can easily drink several. Hmm. They're, they're they're much the same. But I, 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 guess... I don't recommend buying premixes. No, I, I re- well, they they have a time and place, but I recommend mixing them yourself. Yeah, I mean, because your vodka based premixes, like your yeah, what's the point? Yeah, exactly, because you can. Buy a you know a cheap nasty vodka, which is basically what's in your vodka-based premix anyway. <laughs> yeah. I put the cheap stuff there. Yeah, and then mix it with whatever you like for significantly less than you would spend on buying buying you know, premix. Yeah, a premix. Well, yeah. especially in Australia with our stupid premix laws. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you can pick up a cheap bottle of vodka for thirty-five bucks. Cheap? No. Like twenty eight dollars. But I'm talking cheap, but not nasty. Oh, I'm talking cheap and nasty. <laughs> cheap and nasty. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then yeah, you get your bottle of soft drink for like a dollar, and then Bob's your uncle. You have your own premix for an eighth of the price of whatever else you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. I mean, admittedly, if you're looking to portion control yourself, and <laughs> yeah. that's why you're buying a six pack. Buy the six pack, yeah, because we we don't want you drinking an entire twenty two standards bottle of vodka in a night <laughs> if you're five foot tall and fifty kilos. Jeez. That's that's a bad. You're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, actually, what was really interesting was that my my um one of the best alcoholic purchases or alcohol related purchases i've made so far was a spirit measure yeah and admittedly that is for the bar kit that i have since not working as a bartender <laughs> the thing i've used the most out of my bar kit is also the measure yeah <clears throat> it's um it's yeah it it I've noticed that you get the same amount of enjoyment out of a drink, whether you have a, a shot or you free pour it, or it, whether it's a double, triple, quadruple shot. You get the same amount of enjoyment out of the drink, the drinking process. And so having a, a single shot means your your drink goes further. You have, or you have your your bottle of alcohol goes further. And you get to enjoy it more yeah. for longer. You have more opportunities to enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. Like that was, and that was not something I was considering when I bought the spirit measure. But there you go. Yeah. So when when you have worked your way up to the good stuff, that's a good idea for how to do it. Now mm. I guess since we're talking about vodka. Because we touched on vodka briefly, mm. as I, I suppose most people in their time of drinking touch on vodka briefly. <laughs> they... <laughs> That's like a staple of teenage parties. Yeah, it's <laughs> vodka is again in itself a good starting point, except that you want one that's not going to burn like it's metho. Mm. And some of the cheaper, nastier vodkas do. Go um, go like one step up from the cheapest. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, things like... Um, well, the, the Ruskov was not bad. Ruskov's not bad. Smirnoff is probably a safe start. Yeah. Like, as as a starting point. Yeah. For It's it's not amazing, but it's not mm. nasty. Hmm. It's smooth enough. And obviously, for vodka, nine times out of ten, you're going to be mixing it with something. Yeah, unless you're weird like us and have it neat. For a podcast. Yeah, because <laughs> we have to try everything neat to fully appreciate it. Yeah. Well, that, that's our, our um, control method. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't fully assess a drink unless you have it neat. Mm. I mean, unless we were to drink every single thing we try with exactly the same mixer. Yeah. But that would be sacrilege for so many of the things we drink. <laughs> yeah. or, the, or we drink it as tradition. We drink it how it's traditionally drunk. Yes. I think that's probably the 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 control method, more so than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. How is it traditionally consumed? Yeah. This may well be something we come back to another time, ladies and gentlemen, because there is a lot more we could talk about on mm. getting started on things. We've barely scratched the surface, really. We, we really have. But we're going to leave it here because not everyone likes an hour-long conversation about booze <laughs> yes so if we, uh, we would get too drunk yeah so if you would like to tell us about uh, your beginnings into a certain type of alcohol that you now love feel free to email us at a good drop at gmail.com yeah we'd love to hear your thoughts on on your first alcohol your your journey into a drinking person or a not drinking person if that's the case as well if you've you tried something and hated it, let us know. We yeah. want to hear that too. Yeah, and uh, of course, if you want to be sure that you catch all of our episodes, subscribe on uh, Podbean or Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app. Yeah, we are a good drop all about alcohol. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as a good drop podcast. We've also got a website. Uh, uh, if you want to share a, a single episode, you can go to our website and sh- share a link from there. Our website is a agooddrop.com.au. And be sure to tune in next time when we do what is undoubtedly going to be a very interesting taste test with Uh-oh. tequila. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I'm not looking forward to this because you can get some nasty tequila. There is some vicious tequila out there. <laughs> and... It's been our inclination of late to trust the bottle shop attendant to make a selection for us and cover things up sufficiently that we don't know what's what. Mm. And that's probably what we'll do again, so... Yeah, or we'll get get a friend to to pick some out. Yeah, or or we'll get a friend to pick some out, yes. So be sure to tune in next time for the fun that's going to come from that. Yeah, we're going to have salt and lime on tap for that one. (laughs) Or salt and lemon on tap. So until next time. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.